Evolving with episode, <laughs> Evolving with Corey Castle, episode number 102. Hanging here uh, with, man, you're, you're, uh, you're so many things, it's hard for me to just say, here's the thing you are, here's the thing you are, here's the thing you are. And, it, it, and I'll get to this in a second, but, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Hanging out here with Luke Hawks right now. What's going on? Dude, this, the, the point I wanted to say was like, I can't believe that like you and I don't know each other better or like we're not already friends. Right, because we got the same circle. Yeah, we know all the same people. We're like we roll in all the same groups. We do the same shit. Like, I mean, you do higher level of that shit, but for sure we're on the same page. Right, no, yeah, yeah, we're in the same market, man. Yeah, uh, we should. Uh, I mean, of, of course, I've heard your name. I've known you for a while. Yeah. So uh, and then uh, Burke always puts you over. Yeah. So. Well, that's why I was always like, he always would put you over to me too. So I was like, how is it that Burks never introduced us? He, he was hoarding friends. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Well, he, he tried to get me to come uh, hook up with you a couple times when I was in the area, but every time I'm out there, it's it's I'm running and gunning. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's it's working out or going to a meeting or hanging out with family or something. So right. it's always you know trying to see an old friend. So it, it's. It's hard to make a new friend when you want to see the old ones that you don't see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. my boys that, I, that I've been knowing for 10, 10, 12 years, and you see them once or twice a year, so, and you only got time to go to dinner with them or something. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's quick, so it's rough. I think, I think, and I'm not sure, but I, uh, I think we might have met once or twice over 12 years ago. <laughs> like, yeah, well, um, Maybe on the show or something. Yeah, like Wildside or CZW back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Like way back. So, I mean, like I was just a young, young kid. But, um. So was I. Yeah, we were just young boys just doing our things, getting into the wrestling business. But, yeah, I was only at Wildside like twice. And that was okay. like in 2003. So. Yeah, that was towards the end. <laughs> so, I think Wildside, when, when Wildside ended in 2004, I think. Really? I don't remember. I'm old, bro. I'm beat up. Yeah, we. You know, that 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 kind of lets me. That lends me to go into your next step, dude. Like, when, when like, you started, you were like this little skinny guy, just like I am, just like I was, you know, just these, and like the transformation that you made and uh, evolving, you know what I mean, it took place, and uh, yeah, and you just were like. Hey, I'm not gonna just be this wrestler guy. And now you're like in films and dude, the the weightlifting video, dude, the huge fucking arms thing, like, kind of was a whirlwind there for a minute. Oh yeah, and you know that took off. Uh, and I kind, I actually, I, I dropped the ball a little bit with it right now because I haven't really been pushing it as much. Uh, but that really took off for me for a while. I mean, I sold over a thousand of those T-shirts. You know. And that, that as an independent, wow. and the, the wow. way that kind of took off is is by accident because I was on a show. I used to I used to always uh, check into the gym and say huge fucking arms. <laughs> so that caught on, yeah. you know. So people started bringing signs to the show, and this one fan in particular, uh, Janice Urak, she uh, she brought a show a sign to the Philly show that said huge fucking arms, and she was the first person to do it. Right. So I was like, oh, that shit's catching on. So I took a picture next to her with the sign. Uh-huh. And then, you know, like people are like, that's awesome. That's awesome. 
So I was like, oh, I need to make a shirt for that. And like, that's going to be my slogan for wrestling. Yeah. So I made this slogan for wrestling, not knowing that in the gym, it would really take off. Everybody in the gym didn't see it as a wrestling shirt. They, they were like, dude, yeah. where'd you get that shirt? I got to get one of those. And it kind of, so, and, you know, and then other people started posting it and wearing it and it just kind of took off. So, yeah. uh, the sales were freaking fire that was a, my, my top selling shirt of all time for sure do you put it on like pro wrestling tees or any of that i didn't uh, you know uh those guys got a good business thing going but uh i never signed on with them they reached out to me but i i'm i'm a real loyal guy uh-huh. and uh i'm not against working with other people it, it sucks because they probably think i'm a jerk for si- turning them down but i got a t-shirt guy here who's been with me since day one and you know like when we first started wildcat wrestling he was one of our big sponsors. He threw us a lot of shirts for free. Just said, hey, I want to help you out. I know y'all don't have the money. I know y'all just starting out. Let me give you your merchandise to start out with to help you start making some money. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm real loyal, man. So there's no way I could ever leave that dude after that. I think we're the same in that, man. Like, when I when I uh, got my shirts printed, I, I said, like, I'd rather go to the place, a small business. You know what I mean? Keep yeah. small business going in my hometown and stuff like that. And I had the guy print his logo on the sleeves of the shirts just so, you know, it would support small business. And I would give out his business cards at the merch table. Yeah. I, I figure, you know, other other boys want to get shirts made, so they'll go to him. Yeah. And then, you know, what I like about it, too, is, is, is I got direct control over it. Like, I don't just send in a design. I go in and I work with them on the design. I pick out the shirts, the material, every, you know, every little thing. So... It's not like just saying, hey, I want a white T-shirt. And we print those. Like, I get really good material. I get really nice shirts. I get the better quality stuff. I don't get the cheap shirts. You know, I don't get those big baggy shirts. I always like the, the form-fitting shirts or the, oh, yeah. the uh, you know, shirts that kind of sweat through. Yeah. That, that, the dry-fit style shirts, stuff like that. Just different things. Um, so, I kind of want to get into, um, only because I kind of... I kind of make this so that it's not your everyday podcast. It's not. It's definitely not a wrestling podcast. It's not. It doesn't have a label in a, in a way. So it's just kind of like I want to make sure you kind of have a different experience than you've ever had. Like, because I'm sure you've done a million podcasts as I have as I've done, where people go like, "Where'd you start? What'd you do? When this? When this? And like, you you're you kind of you kind of have those in the barrel answers because you're being um, asked yeah, in the I barrel questions. It's the same old shit. I yeah. hate those because it's just like you can listen to dude. If you want to know where I started and what I did, like you can go read it on Wikipedia. That's <laughs> ours, right? Because a bunch of that's changed because people can put whatever the fuck they want in there, but. You know, that's the thing. Is like, I, I don't like doing the same old thing. Don't ask me, you know, how long I've been wrestling for. Don't ask me when I, you know, maybe if this isn't a wrestling podcast, yeah. Like, if I'm going on a new podcast and I'm in front of millions of people that nobody, you know what I mean? Like, where I'm just getting my name out on a new market. Sure. But, like, don't ask me who trained me. You Anybody can see who trained me. Like, you know who trained me. Every, every freaking wrestling podcast I did, they asked, who trained you? You know what I mean? Like... Come on, like let's let's shoot the shit. Let's have some fun. So, with that being said, tell me, like, you grew up in New Orleans, right? Yeah, yeah. And Born and raised. Were like, did you have both parents? Were you an only child? Were you? Did you have siblings? No, nah, I got I got uh, two dumbass little brothers. <laughs> one sitting next to me. Uh, but uh, I, I grew up 
in New Orleans, and then, you know, my parents were separated, uh, it was on the streets a lot, and my mom was a drug addict, so it was just like, it was, it was in and out, like, I mean, she wasn't shooting dope in the bathroom, but she was doing drugs and drinking and constantly, and we're living house to house and sleeping on this person's couch or sleeping, you know, actually out in the open, uh, and my dad, me and my dad just never clicked, man, he didn't want anything to do with me ever for some reason, so, uh, I ended up going into a boy's home when I was 12 and getting out of that when I was 15. I got adopted when I was 15, late, you know, yeah. but but I got adopted by disciplinary in my school. I mean, it, that, that whole story is a long story and stuff. We could tell a whole podcast with the story. I, you know, I've talked about it before and different things. It, it's just. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, def- I'm definitely very fascinated by it, for sure. I mean, like, so all that, all that, so. On the streets, in and out of, you know, in and out of homes, drug addict for a mom. Um, then, like, what's your, what's your, like, spiritual base during the lowest lows? Well, you know, I didn't know back then. So back then, like, that was just life. So you don't know. You're not, you're not, you're not thinking, oh, man, this is bad. Oh, man, this, it was life. It was just, I, I didn't know, you know, you're not really when you're in poverty, you're not taught really how to act. You're taught, you know, who to blame. You're taught, oh, everything is somebody else's fault. Right. You're taught, Accountability you know, like, is because, gone. Yeah, people, they're not, they're just not accountable for their actions. That's bottom line. And they, they want to put their, you know, hey, look, I could be getting a job and I could be working and I could be putting my money towards this and I could be saving. But instead, they'd rather get it for free. They don't want to work because work's hard right. and you got to spend your day doing it. They don't want somebody telling them what to do. The money they get from the government, they want to go sell to get drugs with, or get you know cigarettes or beer, or whatever it is, you know. And that it's it's just a, it's a sad lifestyle. And until you have somebody take you out of that and teach you different and teach you, hey, this is what you should be doing. Hey, this is how kids are supposed to be taken care of. Hey, you know, you're not supposed to struggle like this. Struggling's when you, you have tough times. You know, everybody has a go, go goes through a struggle, goes through a tough times, and you know you can lose your job. And, you know, then you start struggling, but you don't have to live a life of struggle. If you want to live a life of struggle, it's because you bring it on yourself. Like right. there's options out there to, to not struggle. You can work hard. You can pay your bills. I mean, here's the truth. Life itself is hard, right? Life is hard, no matter what you do. Yeah. I don't give, you know, some have it easier than others, but look, we all have our, 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 our demons. We all have our issues. We all have you know, family that weighs us down. You got friends that weigh you down. And it's like, if you want to be surrounded by that, that's your choice. You got to put the bad stuff out of your life and take over and, you know, move in a positive direction. So are your brothers, your birth, are they your, they have the same yeah, parents? They, yeah, so they, both, they also got adopted by the... No, no, no. They, they we always, we, we live separately a lot. Uh, you know, they live with my dad most of them. And then the youngest one, was in and out of jail and home a lot. He was always in trouble. He's actually in prison right now. So, uh, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's a, it's a it's a crazy story. Completely, what, we're all completely different. What 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 what's something that, that sort of fascinated me about you for a while? And I mean, I, I had this talk with Messiah. I had this same talk where it's like role models and inspiration and archetypes that you want to follow, like that yeah. sort of stuff. You started out. Like with no spiritual base, but like when I talked right. to when I talked to Billy, he was like, "Oh yeah, I, I like built churches in Spain and stuff." Like he was sort of that gimmick, and he was like, "Okay, well, 
all right, I guess it makes sense I'm Messiah. And then you did, like, Altar Boy. Like, your gimmick started yeah. out from the beginning that you were sort of faith-based. Yeah, definitely faith-based. Uh, so, like, where was your moral conundrum in that gimmick? Was it Did it exist? Did you have, like, church and stuff? Or did that, no, did that not come in? No, it was hard for me because I didn't grow up spiritually. You know, I, I was uh, baptized as a Catholic. Uh, but, you know, I didn't go to church ever. I didn't read the Bible. I didn't do any of that stuff. So, uh... It, it was it was it was tough because I didn't know how to talk. How's the altar boy supposed to talk? How's it? You know, I didn't know all these Bible verses or anything else. Yeah, I, w- I really wasn't interested in studying them neither. So because it wasn't something I was interested in, the gimmick was just thrown at me. So it, it was literally thrown at me like a day or two before the show. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like it was just something we we got thrown together and they throw these robes on us and cost the altar boys it was you know it was and i i hated it uh i i didn't mind it because of the uh the the, the company and stuff like that and it was a big you know it was a lot of eyes on you and a big promotion yeah but i hated that i couldn't get really familiar with it because i really wasn't interested in it, right. I had it no could, you couldn't in be it. you in that you'd right, only right. be playing a role of something you're not uh, you know you don't know you're not familiar with and in reality, probably nowadays, I would have done a lot more studying as I got older. As I, as I got young, I was really hard-headed, and as I was young, I was hard-headed and, and really bullheaded because everything I did in my life was just me doing what I want to do and going forward and making things happen. You know what I mean? Uh, nowadays, like, I'm smarter, and I know to put more work into certain things, and I know not to, you know, I, research I do a lot more research now, and yeah. I put more emphasis on 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 the character, you know, things of that nature. So that that's the thing is like, you know, but you as a young guy, I didn't think about that. But and then I really didn't have anybody telling me or get coaching me on it either. Uh, so what if? All right, I, <clears throat> I I've just started asking this question on the podcast like a couple episodes ago, and I think I've asked it almost every time since. If you nowadays run into a man who's 30, 40 years older than you, maybe, you know, 20, 20 to 40 years older, and uh, yeah. and he tells you he's you from the future, what do you ask him? Or at least what do you say to him? <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably be dead in 20 to 40 years. I don't know. <laughs> well, like, let's say ideally you're not. <laughs> You know, I don't. I don't think about things like that because honestly, I don't want anything to influence me one way or another. You know, what I mean, uh, I was just had this conversation with my girl the other day. It's like I don't want to have tarot cards read. I don't want to have my palm read. I don't want to go to you know psychic because because I don't want somebody to influence. Right, you, you don't know, want to be swayed either, to do one thing or right, the other based right, on right, what pos- what. Somebody who might not know the truth tells you they they know the absolute truth, right? Either positive or negatively, right? So I mean, here's the truth: is I I met a psychic, uh, and I, I don't tell this story a lot, but I met a real psychic years ago, and he passed away, but he was he was legit. I met this guy on an airplane going to a wrestling show, and we actually became friends. But on that plane ride, he told me all about my life. He mm-hmm. told me about the way I grew up. He told me about my my children, uh, well, my child at the time. Uh, I mean, this is all just giving this guy no information. 
So he told me a lot of things that were kind of crazy. And the one thing he told me was uh, that I would, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but what he told me was that I would break off into another form of entertainment and I would do really well there. Uh, and he's like, so, and therefore I broke off into the film business. I had no idea, you know, and that was yeah. all kind of by accident. Um, so that, that sort of sparks me into another question I usually ask a lot. Um, yeah. is like, you know, as, as we all do as wrestlers, we, we, We've lost a lot of friends. We've lost a lot of our brothers. We, yeah. We, like, we're used to, like, it's almost like old hat now when you find out somebody you know and we're close with has kind of died and we're a little desensitized to it at this point. Right. Um, it depends on how close you are to them. Right, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Uh, a little bit, yeah. But, I, I, it, but... It doesn't affect me unless I'm really close to them. I mean, I hate to see anybody go, especially somebody you look up to, but... You know, I lost a lot of my heroes young. You know, my two favorite wrestlers died when I was, and I never got to see Rick Rude and Hennon. So uh, when they passed away, that sucked because, you know, I really wanted to be, have some kind of involvement or work with those guys. I never really got the chance to work with, you know, a lot of my the guys I really look up to uh, So or, or looked up to coming up. Yeah. And I, I, I have had the opportunity to work with some of the more important ones that were a big influence is my teenage years, like the ECW guys, you know, like Dreamer and, you know, Stevie and Jerry Lynn and Shane now. Uh, so even though like all the stuff, me, the stuff between me and Shane Douglas is all legit. Right. So, you know, and, and there was a lot of hatred there and it's still, you know, we're not on good terms by any way, but we're at least working a program together. Yeah. So that's business something that, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I never thought, that would happen. Right. Uh, he never thought it would happen because of the, the way we get along. So it's, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm thankful for those opportunities, even though like it, it's not always the best situation and it's not what you exactly want, but it's good to have those opportunities. And, you know, I think maybe one day I'll look back and say, Hey, I did get to, cause I, I when I think about the program now and I think about how we feel for each other and I think about, you know, all the, the problems we've had, I try to go back and think about the, the, the 17, 18-year-old kid who, you know, wanted to carry these guys' bags in and wanted to, you know, right. just be a part or be around these guys or take a picture with them. So um, um, so that leads into, like, my my other question is, considering you've, lo- you've lost so much, you've lost so many people, what do you think happens when you die? What do you think... Ha- what do you think happened to those people? Where do you, what do you think goes on? I don't know, dude. I don't. Uh, I don't have a big religious background. I, I do pray, and I, I want to believe in a higher power. But I'm not into organized religion at all because I just think it's such uh, a crock. And I think there's so many scam artists out there, and there's so many. I think people do it because people need to be. Uh, influenced and people need to have some sort of uh not just accountability but um something to look forward to and someone a reason why they're doing the things they're doing well yeah you know it's it's uh people selling certainty on something you can't be certain about right exactly and and or you know they they want forgiveness so they want to when they do something they know is wrong Look, we know it's right and wrong, right? 
Yeah. You you know what you should do, and you know you know what you shouldn't do, and mm-hmm. you feel bad when you do. You know, m- most people feel bad when they do something they shouldn't do. Some people don't care, and those people are generally bad people. And those are the kind of people we don't want in the world. If they if they you know if they just continuously do bad things that they have no remorse for, or they have they learn no lesson from. You know, everybody makes a mistake, and everybody's entitled to a mistake. But you're, you need to fix yourself. If you're just a piece of trash, you know, I don't think the world has use for you. I mean, I think, I think, I think laws nowadays are too lenient, and I think they're BS. You know, I think too many people, especially in America, like where we're, we're making heroes out of criminals. You know, we're 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 trying to justify what criminals are doing and say, hey, well. He's breaking in his house because he needs to eat. Well, who the fuck cares? He needs to get a job. You can't t- you can't be upset that the homeowner shot this guy to break it into his house. You know what I mean? Like that that's that's bullshit. So uh, you know that's all a whole another rant. That's a political <laughs> rant, but it's just it, it's you know, and I, I hate to see like people want those they want these criminals to have rights. Yeah, and it's like you're taking. But that's people online. Most people, if it happened to them, they'd be feeling a, a certain kind of way for. Or if their mom got killed, or their, you know, what I mean, like if yeah. somebody I, broke I, into their house and raped their mother, or killed their mom, or killed their sister, right. they the, completely feel a whole different way about the it. The accountability level based upon relativity, right? Because they can't relate. They can only they can only stand on the soapbox. I think, you know, right. people can only. So what what's the what's the thing that people, social justice warriors social justice warriors yeah so that it's what what life experience do most of them have that i mean i, I me saying them and like putting them into one category is not not really fair but i mean uh, like the the people need to have life exp- everyone needs to have life experience and right. it's easy to judge anybody before you it's easy to live yeah, when you're not in that situation right it's a armchair quarterback, or uh, or like uh, what's a, like a Booker, like a yeah, you a see Tuesday morning day. Booker. Hey, look, every, I, I say this about wrestling. Everybody wants to complain about WWE product, and they go, "Oh, well, this NXT pay per view was better. Oh, this Ring of Honor show was better. This this All In was better. This was better." Mm-hmm. And and there's nothing wrong with those products, but they're also those products aren't pumping them out five TV shows a week or two TV shows a day that are three hours long. You know what I mean? Right. They, like, they don't have to employ and give benefits to countless people. They don't have to, they don't have to get, uh, they don't have to get self-contractors and they don't have to right. deal with contracts whole, as much. It, look, it's easy. It's easy to go have a pay-per-view and, 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 you know I mean? These guys go like, you take a guy like all out, all in or whatever. It's easy for these guys, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying not to shit on these guys because I'm, it's it's good for what they did. You know, it's great for what they did. It's good for the it's business. Awesome. Yeah. Right, it's good for the business. Yeah. But when you have a pay per view like that, you can go all out. A lot of those guys aren't going to wrestle for the next five days, <laughs> so they can go home. You know what I mean? Like Sunday, they can go home and heal. Right. They don't have. And, to, they don't have to do it again tomorrow. In and a, rest right in another right. town that they had to fly to and sit in a in a coach seat. Right, and drive drive ten hours to the next town or eight hours to the right. next town, and then do it again. You know what I mean? And then and then the town after that. So you know, 
that's where people, it's easy to crap on these guys and crap on this product, but in reality, they, you know, it's great to have that product around too. And those products aren't really necessarily uh, directed to those fans. You know, they're directed towards the, the kids. They're directed towards the casual fan. I mean, look, here's the truth is, if wrestling, if those fans were that big, right? If, if wrestling was that big and, and everybody cared about that, those are indie shows. My shows, everybody else's shows would be doing a lot better because I know I have my events. People, like I want more people to come to my events. We do well now, but I want more people to come to my events. They, they don't want to come. But they'll go to WWE. They don't even watch WWE. They're going to WWE just because WWE is just in town. Right. You know, it's oh, Raw's experience. in town. I got tickets to Raw. They don't watch it weekly. They don't care what happens on TV. They don't care. So when they see their superhero or they see whoever the champion is or whoever they're pushing, you know, they're going to cheer. They're going to boo. They're going to decide whatever it is that makes them decide they like or dislike this guy. But it's it's just – it's they're not even really a, a casual fan because it's it's, you know – Casual to me is, is is more like you're watching the product. You you, you know you, you watch it when you get an opportunity to you, you put some effort into it. You know, uh, like I'm I'm a casual football fan. I'm not a diehard football fan. I don't have to watch football on Sunday. Do I enjoy football? Yeah. Well, I go to the games. Yeah. Do I have a teams I like? Yeah. But like football is not my life, and I'm also not you know a hundred percent concerned with anything that happens in the game like I'm not dying yeah. Yeah. if I don't, don't watch it it's a very limited investment of your of your attention but right but but right and, and you, you do the same thing it's, there's a reason the NFL draws these crazy numbers and like these games sell out and all this but the CFL can't you know yeah. they can't probably put half the seats full it's, you know arena it's, football it ha- maybe it has something to do with branding maybe it's just like it, it's, definitely it definitely has to do with branding yeah cause it's like you know, it's like you gotta Somebody, somebody at a casual day job can be like, "Oh yeah, I went to a WWF event last night," and the other be right. like, "Oh, how was it? Oh, it was great. Oh, I went to some indie show. Like, you don't, you're not going to hear that as much. Right? Like, have people care as much? Like, or be understand? You know, be able to relate in any way to what the topic right? Is. Unless it was something cool, or there's like this new hot thing, like the all out, the all in thing. That was like the hot thing. They saw it as the hot thing. So it was, it was the new hot thing, and it was this record-breaking, groundbreaking show, which it was. But, you know, then people found out, oh, well, it's a Ring of Honor, it's a Ring of Honor show. Right. They just kind of fooled everybody. So, which is cool. I mean, kudos to them for doing it. But don't get – here's the thing is people want that. So don't get mad at them when you find out that, you know – like I, you know, those guys had did have involvement in in that show, and they were a big part of that show. Like uh, the, the guys who actually, you know, like Cody and the Bucks and all them. But I see people like they crap on it after, and it's like, well, do you want angles? Do you not want angles? Do you want to suspend disbelief or whatever it is? You know what I mean? Like, what what, what do you want? Like, what? Why why do you always have to find something to complain about? Why can't you just enjoy something? Well, well you're not gonna find. You're not going to find half as many uh, positive Yelp reviews on a restaurant that that you want to go to. Well, that's exactly, exactly, yeah. So you you look that's a, that's a good point. You know, uh, people love to post the negative, 
but you know they they're not so quick to post a positive. But at the same time, it's like it's like bragging about being a good parent in old Chris Rock's kit. You know what I mean? Like you're supposed to be a good parent. Right. If you go to a restaurant, you want good food. That's why you're going. You, it's why you're going there and paying for it. You don't expect bad service, right? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm not paying to go get shit service. If I wanted shit service, just... I'd have my wife cook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, I think John Mulaney does a bit about it where he says uh, he talks about like the New York Times or whatever in the New York Post, some newspaper, and he's like, uh, uh, they have people who are called heroes, and they call heroes. People who are just doing their jobs, like a hero, after school tutor, teaches math. It's like, yeah, that's what he's supposed to do. That's his job. After school tutor, that's his job. Like, right, right, right. It, it's, I mean, like, it's I, embellishment. To me, guys like that, people like that, don't get enough credit. I mean, that's a job. We all got jobs, but I think we need to stop putting celebrities on a pedestal, man. And like, look, I, I'm like an F left, F level celebrity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I just and people look up to me. Can, can I ask you? As long as I'm providing a positive light, yeah. Luke, but, can I ask you one question? Go ahead. Well, not one question, because it's not going to be my final question, but um, what... Okay. you how old, how old are your kids? My oldest is 19 going on 20, and my youngest is 7. Okay. So your 7-year-old daughter, right? Son. He's a son. He's a son. Okay. Two boys. So your youngest son, what did he feel if he had ever seen... Wolverine stab his claws through his dad's head. I don't think they care. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just the dude who supplies the money, bro. And, and <laughs> picks him up from school and feeds him and takes him to McDonald's. And if I don't take him to McDonald's, he hates me. <laughs> You're not my dad no more. You know, I wish I was never born. <laughs> I, mean, I deal with the same crap everybody else deals with. They don't care, bro. My kids ain't impressed by what I do. Well, it's like, like <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't talking about for the like being impressed, but it was like, hey, that's my dad and he's dying in this thing, you know, like that sort yeah. of thing. Well, my like, my seven year old is uh he's big into horror films. He he loves horror films. So like he loves Friday the Thirteenth and Freddy Krueger and all that stuff. Like he's just he's always been fascinated with it. He might be a serial killer when he gets older. <laughs> so uh, stupid. But yeah, are you gonna make him a wrestler too? I didn't make my first one a wrestler, well, so... Uh, I mean, not well, make him, but I mean, like... like it's on him. If he, he wants to be a monster truck driver. Okay. So, uh... And, so you're staying you know, wrestling until he meets Medusa, and she gets him in the monster truck business. That's right. And uh, maybe she could be a sugar mama. I don't know if she's single or not. Give him another 10 years, he'll be 17, going on 18, and maybe she can, you know, provide him with everything he needs in life. <laughs> uh, he's, uh... But he's always been fascinated with monster trucks since he was a, a, a as far back as I can remember, it's the first thing he liked. So and he's still with it today. And that but that's how I was with wrestling. Yeah. That's how my, my, my youngest I mean my oldest son was with wrestling. So you know Well I kinda my, my, I mean, dude I'm very fascinated with like resources. I'm very fascinated especially with like role models. And yeah, yeah. inspiration, having somebody to look up or up to, or being somebody to look up to. Well, we have we they have a good upbringing, right. and that's part of me, and that's part of my my role models. You know, I I got a handful of role models that are. I mean, I I don't I got more than a handful. There's several people. You know, I, I look to certain people for certain things. Uh, you know, there's guys in the fitness world, there's guys in the wrestling world, there's guys in the film business, there's guys in the stunt business, there's guys actors. 
you know, and then there's my personal life gurus, you know, friends of mine that are just, I really, I am like my buddy Darren, who I'm really inspired by, you know, like helping me raise my kid was, was I was seeing how good of a father he was. So, mm-hmm. and how he loved this kid and the thing, you know, unconditional love. And I'm like, man, I used to think back, I wish my dad loved me like that. And I wish my dad did this for me. And I wish, you know, and, and I don't, I didn't dwell on it, but it's like, you know, hey, this is how you're supposed to treat a person. This is how you're supposed to treat a kid. This is how you're supposed to, you know, like, and Darren was very like that. My buddy Darren was like that with his son. He was very, very positive influence with his son. So I tried to, I tried to be that, like, where I was told, you know, growing up, I'd be told that, you know, what, what the same shit, you're going to be like your mom, you, you're going to be in jail, you ain't going to do this, you ain't going to do that, you're stupid. You know, like, it was just always... Right, it's easy to, to uh, it, like, fall victim to that. Um, yeah. Like, somebody could tell negative. you that's what's going to be, and you go, okay, I guess that's what I'll be. Like, instead yeah, of... Yeah, it was, it was just, a, it was negative, and it was just... and I, But but a lot of, it's not just my dad. Right. A lot of the world's like that, you know right. what I mean? Like, you tell anybody you want to be a wrestler. Oh, that's stupid. Why do you want to do that fake shit? Uh, you need to get a real job. How long are you going to do that stuff for? I mean, you're going to get hurt. Oh, I thought it was fake. So now I'm going to get hurt? <laughs> But I thought it was fake, so I need to get a real job because it's fake, or it's hurt, or I'm gonna get hurt, or it's stupid, or because you don't like it. I need to get a real job. Right. Uh, you know, and just just people, anything. Oh, you, why why are you getting in the movie business? Like when I started getting in the movies, people used to tell me all the time, "Yeah, man, no, dude, you know how hard that is. Like, why are you gonna do that? You're not gonna make it. You're not gonna do this." And then, I mean, 2017, I was in two of the biggest film, two of the, the two biggest films of the year. You know what I mean? So it was just like. And that was just, I didn't plan it out. That was just for me working hard and putting my best foot forward and, you know, hoping for opportunities and searching for opportunities. And when I got the opportunities, hitting a home run with them. Well, like, you you have, you know, 20 years of entertainment experience that right, can right. lend towards making a successful, like, dude, you're fascinating to these people who don't know wrestlers. They've never met wrestlers. No, and that's what's cool about, like, when I go... That, it helps me branch out. So when it went, when when I'm in the movie business, we talk about wrestling, and they want to know about the wrestling stuff, which is cool, you know. And they see videos, or they watch something online, and they see you performing in Mexico, or they see something like that, you know, in front of thousands of people. They they're fascinated with it. Right. Now, when I'm with the wrestlers, they talk about the movies. <laughs> Dude, I want to be in a movie. Ah, that's so cool! You're in a movie. I always wanted to be in a movie. I always want. How did you get that? How did you know? No, what, what's oh my god you work with the rock you work with this guy you work with that guy you work with Stallone like that's so awesome and it is awesome but it's also become a job for me you know what I mean so yeah. like I don't look at it as like I get excited when I get work I always get excited when I get work and there's certain bookings that I get that I get super excited about because I you know I love I love the business I love both sides of business and I love fitness so but when I'm in fitness and I'm around these fitness celebrities I'm like a double whammy because I'm in movies and I'm wrestling. So, that, you know, they want to, they're so fascinated by what I do with that. But you're it's like, crazy. you're a little bit of, you got a little bit of shine on you in the fitness world too. Like that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like, that's gotta be fascinating. Like, like I was, I was talking to you, I was talking about you with Big J. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, I forgot you had Big J on. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, it was funny because like when I talk about like role models and people who like overcome shit and really try to do something with their lives and I was uh, talking to him and, and I was and well, I forget what it was I was just talking about I was like doing something and he was like 
you gotta understand, man. I'm in my fifties. I could be your, <laughs> I could be your dad. <laughs> I yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I understand that. That's cool too. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be limited. <laughs> hey, he's a big, strong mofo, yeah. bro. He, he's yeah, intense, he, man. He's very intense. That's why. That's why he's Mr. Intensity. <laughs> so, uh, go like, but same with that guy. Like, he, he'll be like. You know, I had this experience with this person, and I'm doing this thing, and I'm doing that thing. And it's like, nonstop, you know, you want something Well, Jay's a hustler. Yeah. Big Jay's a hustler, man. He don't take his foot off the gas because he's like another one of those guys who probably never really got his due. He's well-connected. Right. But he never got that mainstream spotlight, and he's worked real hard his whole life. And so, you know what I mean? So he can't take his foot off. You know, it... There's only a real limited number of people who get that mainstream spotlight to where you can ride it out for a long time or possibly forever. Right. You know, a lot of guys get it and good. I mean, you actually look. I was with Billy Gunn, all right, and Billy's a good friend of mine. He would come down, spend a week with me or whatever. We go train, gym, Wildcat, then do a show. Right? You go places. We went to IHOP. I mean, IHOP Waffle House. And the lady came over and asked him if he was John Cena. <laughs> so we just we just laughed about it. And then another person said, like, they started thinking about it. Oh, no, I know who that is. It's Billy Gunn. And said, hey, why'd you retire from pro wrestling? Just because you're not in the main show. You know, you're right. retired. Right. And he, he's like, I'm not retired. I'm wrestling tomorrow night here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but that's just how people think. You know, they yeah. don't, they they and they, they won't even do any research about it. They won't look up anything. They just think because you're not in that spotlight. And they, don't, or they, or they go up to him and tell hey, why don't you go back to WWE? They, I hear oh, every friend simple. of mine that's in WWE, you go read their, their their Instagram post. Hey, come back to WWE. Go back. It's just like, yeah, that's not how it works. <laughs> they're, they're not Chris Jericho. They can't say when they come and go, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... It's so much easier said than done on most things. I'd say 99.99% of things in the world are so right. much easier said than done. Like, somebody goes, hey, you should go pro. I'm like, oh, wow, wow, geez, oh, man, I, I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> you should you should be in movies. Whoa, geez, wow, God, I should have thought of that. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you? All right. So now you tell me I couldn't do stuff. First you tell me I couldn't do stuff, and now you tell me what I should be doing. Right. I, you know, I, I feel like I feel like people lose like respect points with me when I hear like them preface sentences with, uh, "Know what you should do? Know what you should do?" Like when they say or that, or they go, "Know what your problem is?" Like once, oh, you're you're asking me if I need to know a thing, and but. If I tell you I don't want to know it, you're going to tell me anyway? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. I, I don't mind it. You know, I try and listen to anybody. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll continue to listen, of course. But, but you know, every, everybody always thinks they know better. Right. You know, rarely, rarely do you have people in your life that just, like, listen to you and, you know, or don't. I got my, my adopted dad, he doesn't give me a lot of advice. He, he'll talk to me. And he'll, you know, he wants me to make my decisions. And like, well, what's best for you? What do you think you should be doing? What do you, you know, he never tells me what I should do. He mm-hmm. never did. Certain things he did, you know what I mean? Like life advice, like when you're a kid, you know, and you need somebody telling you what the fuck you should be doing. But uh, for the most part, like 
I think it's because I built that, you know, that that trust worth with him that where he knows I'm going to make solid choices. He knows I'm going to screw up sometimes, but he also knows that I'm going to make solid choices. And hopefully the screw ups I do aren't, aren't you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, like, like tragic, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like hopefully I never make a big mistake, yeah. but, uh, um, you know, you, well, you always make mistakes along the way and that's how you learn from mistakes. Like, uh, Smelly always says, you know, Mark Bell always says, you know, if you don't push yourself past what you think you can do and, you know, put yourself in a situation, how can you find out what, what are you capable of doing? If you, if you, so you got to take those steps to where, you, you know, you really push past your limits or you take a chance that they could risk it a lot. Right. Well, like to go that's, for the goal. that's a part of, uh, you know, feeling the fear and doing it anyway. That sort right. of like being completely out in the open, completely vulnerable to to fuck up if fucking up is the is the option, only yeah. because that's the way you're going to learn how to not fuck up next time. Yeah, I, but you know the problem is some people fuck up too much and they fuck it up to where they fuck their whole lives up, and mm. you know, but that's that's bigger mistakes. It just depends on you know, what fucking up is. Right. I mean, there's this, look, there's people who live their whole lives good, right? And they do a lot of stuff and they make one decision one night, they drink and drive. Right. And it was a terrible decision and it's probably the worst decision, one of the worst decisions ever. But, and I'm talking about they're, they're drinking, like they're drunk. Right. So they, right. they're, they're, they're not thinking with a conscious mind. Right. And they go make this terrible decision. They either kill themselves or they kill somebody else's family. Right. You know, but they could have lived their whole life doing things the right way and being good. But they just one night they went out with their friends. They had a little too much to drink, and they decided they were going to drive home. Right. So that happens all the time. Goes into the personal accountability, right, and, and decision making. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of that time, you when you're in that mind state, you're in that frame you're, of mind. You're arrogant. <laughs> you, well, you're arrogant. And you're not thinking right. Right. Yeah. So it's really up to people around you to not let you, you know, but at the same time, nobody can babysit a grown adult. Right. You know, you're like, hey, after so many times, hey, you say you're going to drive. I'm not, if you don't want to, I can't physically force you to come with me. Um, you know, I, you talked, you talked a little bit ago about unconditional love. And you talked yeah. about that for, uh, in reference to your children. <clears throat> well, when it comes to unconditional love beyond your children. Where do you stand on forgiving anybody at all? No. Yeah, it, it depends. You know what I mean? Uh, well, like, some I mean, things are okay, so more, more, more specifically. Um, yeah. Like, your mother. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, I'm not mad. It, it is what it is. It made me the man I am today. I just keep my distance. Right. I'm not going to help her. She calls me for money. You know, hell no. I'm like, like she. That's you chose this life, and it's a hard life, and I don't want to see you in it. But it's the life you choose. Mm. So I got nothing for you. I'm not here to help you with your bad habits, right. or to condone your bad habits. Not an advocate you know? or an enabler of. Right, 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 right. You want to be a fuck up? Go fuck up. I just don't want nothing to do with you. And unfortunately, that's just the way it's got to be because I work too hard to pull myself out of the hole to help my kids. I'm not ruining my life and the things I got because you want to be a fuck up. Well, when it comes to like even like friends, even friends or, or you know, our brothers, when it yeah. comes to our brothers, 
in, in wrestling where it's like, you know, somebody hey, can bro, do a shitty thing. Brothers. What's and, up? and I cut my brothers off too. I'm but, telling you straight up, they ain't my brothers, and I, ain't, I cut my brothers. My friends are different. Right. You know what I mean? Well, but like again, like I'm not gonna be friends with people who are shitty people. Mm-hmm. Like my friends, if you know my friends, you know I run with a good circle of people. I, I run with trustworthy people. Yeah, I run with people. You know, I'm not saying I'm not friends with. I'm not, I, I don't have any sh- shitty people that, that are our friends, but then I, you know, like I know bad people of course we all do mm-hmm. and i'm friendly or ha- or our friends but it's a limited relationship you know and, and like i'm never i'm not gonna put myself in a situation to where i'm gonna hurt myself or hurt my family or hurt somebody else and you know or, or you know like you got people that you know that's a fuck up right and you can only have them in a limited capacity in your life mm-hmm. because i they're just, that's who they are. You know, and I'm not talking about, like, like there's certain, there's all kinds of levels of that. You could have people with a substance abuse problem. But, like, so you know, hey, they deal with this, and you you try and help them, right? Or you try and give them positive advice, or you do what you can. You can't give money. You can't help them, you know, in, in financial ways or anything else like that. You can't enable them to do it. But you could always try and talk to them when, some, when, when you, when, whenever the opportunity arises. Yeah. Now, you take a person like a child molester, right? No, yeah. Nobody's going to look at a child molester, at least not from my perspective. I'm never going to go, look, yeah, that guy's a good dude. He just got a problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if I see a child molester, like, I might see somebody with a substance abuse problem and be like, look, he brought that on himself. He's got to get himself out of it. You know, I'm not helping. But, I, like, I'm not going to judge him as a person. Like, I, I, I'm not going to fuck with him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be there and, like, like again, like, I'm not going to sit there and, but you you can try and be a positive influence on his life. A child must, uh, you, you, what you going to say about it? I say put a ball in his motherfucking head. You know, that's it. That's it. There's no, this dude deserves a second chance. There's no, like, hey, this dude made a mistake. Like, hey, he, you know, it's, it's, this dude, this, this earth has no, uh, place for a guy like that. Go ahead and blow his head off. Well, um, going into, I mean, sort of in the vein of that. How 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 are you with separating the art from the artist? When I'm saying like, look at like the Me Too movement that's going on. Like I, I hate it. It's dumb. And I think it's dumb. Like like Louis C.K. Are you a fan of Louis C.K.? I I know of him. I've never really heard him. Okay, so. Um, like his art, his show is amazing. His his yeah. comedy is amazing, and the, the the fact that maybe maybe he did this thing that is this shitty thing, like where he, you know, maybe took advantage of um, took advantage of his power that he had or his privilege that he had. Yeah. Um, is Look, he forgivable? Man, see, here's the thing: is like I can't judge that. And I don't know what he did, but I know girls who use that pussy all the time to get a job or to get some money or to get a car or to get you know what I mean, like. Nobody's looking down on that, right? So there's a, there's you know a I mean? there's a medium place that isn't going to be found, right? Right. Like we got our own morals. Look, nobody's telling you. I'm my own man. I'm not going to blow somebody for a job. Mm-hmm. And and uh, no, you know what I mean? Right. Like that's just me. Yeah. Like I got my morals. I got what I'm gonna do. I, I know me. So you got to know you and what you do and like. 
I can't be mad at you if you do it. If, if, if look, if you if you go blow this guy and you get a job, guy, girl, whatever the hell, if you do that and that's your way to move up in the business, you got to live with that. Mm-hmm. You can't say I'm not gonna put myself in a situation to be. I uh, at least I try not to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you never know. There, there could always be a situation pop up. But I try not to put myself in a situation to where like you say, oh well. I'm going back to the room with this guy that I just met that I don't know. And, you know what I mean? Like, you're already putting yourself in a bad situation. I'm a, as an adult, you two adults should be able to do that. But, like, me, I, I tell my kids, uh, we, we taught from day one. Don't talk to strangers, right? Right. Don't, don't, don't get in the car with a stranger. Why would you go to some stranger's room? Why would you do things like that? Like, you, you know, unless you kind of know, you know, and still... I'm not saying, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking from both sides of the perspective, guy and girl, yeah. because it, it could be either way. Uh, uh, you know, uh, either one of them could use each other to get what they want. You know what I mean? So we, we got to be accountable for our own actions. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think like most people are using most people, even if we love you. You know, even if we love you, I like. If if you and I have been yeah. great friends forever, and I know that if I if I speak to you, it's going to make me happy. I'm using you for that. Right, 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 right. Like everybody's using somebody for something. Right, and then you know it's it's crazy, man. Like everything's so one sided, and I, I I hate I honestly I, I part of me hates talking about it because. I'm so sick of the racism, the sexism, the, the blaming, this and that. You know, everybody's pointing the finger at this person or this person's bad. If you support, if you support Trump, you're the worst person ever. Like, if you know, it's just like, oh, but you can support whoever you want, and if that person's bad, it doesn't matter because you support them. And you know, like you're right. So it, it's it's to a point to where people need to be more positive. People need to spread more love. People need to help each other more. Well, and. and I've I've always said, and I'm I'll say it again and say it again over and over, that this this is this is cyclical, man. This has been going on forever. Only now oh, yeah, yeah. do we have but the social outlets. media makes it worse. Yeah, social media is what social media is what blew it up because it gave everybody a voice. I mean, you got captions. People read a caption right. on a post and then share the whole. They thing. don't even read the post. They just judge by the caption and they make their comments on that post. Well, that's that's sort of a. You know, like clickbait. You know, yeah, right. I, I say that the entire world is like outrage bait, and I say you are the bite you you are the bait that you bite into. So if you choose to bite into bait that inspires you to do well, you uh, click that bait. You, I mean, in your regular life, you talk to people. You talk to people who are on the same wave same wavelength as you. The people who are. As opening it open and understanding as you, people who are right. maybe forgiving, forgiving or inspirational, or you know have resources that can lend to the resources that you already have. That's the that's the bait that you're biting into. I'm listening. Right. It is. It is. You know, and it's just it's a sad world, man. Like if you if you get online, you think everybody hates everybody and blah 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 and this and that. And, you know, some people's true feelings may come out online, right. but if you go outside, you see there's a lot of social interaction. You see, 
if we don't talk about what's shoved down our throats, we'll probably get along. You know what I mean? We can have different opinions, and we can like different people and get along. Look, I ain't going to like the same girls you like. That don't mean we can't be friends. Right. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a prime example right there. You can like a dude and be a dude. I don't care. That don't bother me. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Back in the day, they look, look at how far that's come. Right. You take... You know, I, I was watching uh, Will and Grace with my old lady not too long ago, mm. and it came on, and uh, the uh, info, the info came on at the bottom of the screen about it. Uh-huh. You know, and I think it was like 1997, 1998, uh-huh. and I said, "Wow, this show was that long ago." I didn't realize how groundbreaking that show was because, mm. you know, like that was probably, I mean, not even probably that. The first real show to showcase homosexuals well, that I can that, that that in my mind, you know, because I don't think I, I can't think besides like RuPaul and stuff like I thought I, I thought RuPaul was awesome, but like you know, the, like that was a, that was like the MTV era and stuff like that, and he he didn't have this mainstream, you know, weekly yeah. exactly. Um. Well, that's that's sort of like something. I, I, it's probably a story I've told a million times, but like in wrestling, in that world, like it was okay to chant faggot back then. Oh yeah, so. I mean, you look at all the promos. You look at even songs. Uh, Dire Straits song, uh, "Money for Nothing." Money for nothing. He's like right. that little faggot in the song. <laughs> so, like he says that in the song. So that you listen to, uh, you know, different musics and and. And even today, like it, it still get you still get away with it in some music, but it's very selective of who can say it. Like rap artists can say it, like gangster rap artists can right. say it. They get no slack. But when Eminem was saying it, he you know right. he was a bigot. He was this. He was that. And, uh, and and even nowadays, like like he had to kind of stop. He had to get away from it. You got to stop saying. It. But if you listen to a certain artists nowadays, like rap artists, it's still going on. But if a country singer got up there and sang it, he'd be. Right, because he's already, he's already a stereotype. He's already right. so much of a stereotype that that's just another layer on the cake, you know. They lynch him, bro. They would lynch him, and they would want his career. If if, if I don't know who who's a big country artist, uh, uh, Toby Keith. Toby Keith. No, nah, well, Toby Keith's always been big. I'm talking about like one of the newer guys, oh. like even Toby. Keith. Man, I I only know old stuff. Uh, yeah. I, but just just think of Toby Keith got up there and you know made a song instead of a phrase like that in a song like well, or, bro they would they would want his career mm-hmm. they would want everything he owns they would you know they would make him out to be the devil. So can but, we talk about um, can we talk about uh, drugs for a second? Yeah. Um. So how do you, you feel? Something? How do you feel about like? Marijuana and like mushrooms and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan. No. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't do drugs, man. I don't. Uh, never got into them. Never got into drink. I drink now. I started drinking a little bit when I was 28. But I mean, and when I drink, I drink to get drunk. I don't drink. I'm not a social drinker. I'm not going to meet you for a drink and then come home. Like to me, you know what I mean? Like if I'm drinking, I'm going to get blasted and I'm Ubering home. Yeah. So. That's what, you know, and it's got to be like, I'm not doing it just to do it. Like, me and the boys are going out and having a good night. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, 
Um, so you have you ever you ever ever had any hallucinogenic experiences like mushrooms? Nah, or anything nah, I've like never that. Did no. But you know, it is the thing about like marijuana. Like I, it's not as bad. I don't think it's as bad as what people make it out to be. But I do. I have a problem with it being legalized in the aspect of. Uh, I know people who get so stoned that they can't drive, and people, you know, I think it. I, I think as an adult, I think things can be used responsibility responsibly, right? And I think that can be. You know what I mean? But I just I don't want to send the wrong message to children, and, and that's from cigarettes to alcohol. You know, I think these things. You know, too many kids drink, man, and they want to drink, and they, it's because it's kind of shoved down their throat. Yeah. And you know, that's I, you, you, you I make those that, decisions as a young adult. You don't you, as a young kid. You you're not you're not making the right decisions, and it leads to worse decisions later on in life. So I think. But but who's to say you know an eighteen year old like the old saying is I'm old enough to die for the country but I'm not old enough to have a drink yeah well but you know what I mean I, it's, you're really not you're really not old enough to have a drink well and I, I don't even really think you're old enough to die for the country but you're right I, I I don't think that's a point that I've ever heard before but I I think that that's absolutely right because you're a kid dude how old were you when you figured out who the hell you were. Bro, I'm still figuring it out. Right. Oh. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll be, I'll 34. I'll be 35. I don't know who the hell I am. I mean, I have a better idea now than I've ever had, but and I look, still not, a, I still don't have it figured out. Bro, my kid's 19, going on 20. Right. I, you know, there's a lot of things. I didn't let him walk up the block when he was 13 years old. He wasn't allowed to go up the street. You know, mm-hmm. this, this is kind of, I, when I was eight, I was running the streets. I was sleeping on the streets. Right. So it's a whole different perspective, but but I don't I didn't want my son going anywhere, you know, unless I, he was supervised. Right. So I mean, I couldn't imagine my 19 year old going off to war. You know, I don't I don't think he's capable, uh, and I think I think my son's a genius, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's capable enough to to do that, you know. And maybe he is, but, but I would that, be. Those are decisions. Those are decisions children are making, and then having to live with them. If they live, if they survive, right. they have to think, man, I kill people. Like right. that's supposed to be, that's supposed to be unforgivable in the eyes of God. But in the eyes of the, the country that wanted me to do it, it's okay. I'm a hero. Right. So that's a moral conundrum that you're throwing a kid into. That's, that's crazy, man. I, I mean, but I don't want to. We need people to defend the country. Right. You know what I mean, we, we need, we need military. We need, you know, um, it's just, I don't know. Eighteen might be too young, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. But I, I mean, you, you could buy cigarettes at eighteen and kill yourself that way. Right. Which I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't even think that should be. You know, I, I think cigarettes should be illegal. Like, they've been proven that no, uh, they do no nothing beneficiary for you. You know, they kill you. They're, they're all negative. They're expensive, but. They won't be outlawed because the government makes too much money off them. Right. So, I mean, they, they make you look cool or whatever. Do, do they? No. Because I can't no. fucking stand them. No. I think they look. I think you look like an asshole, and they smell bad, and yeah. they, you, you stink up my clothes. And yeah, Dude, you know what I mean, like this is this is maybe something you can't relate to as much as I can, or people who who have big long ponytails or long hair. That smell gets yeah. stuck in your hair so bad, and it's right. fucking disgusting. 
That's you know what? That's probably why you did you ever use hot spray, the hot stuff? Oh yeah, I have before. Yeah. Yeah, I used to use it all the time, but then the smell would get stuck in my hair, and I'd smell it all week, and I hated it, so I stopped using it. So it's the same thing. Like why I would never smoke a cigarette because that smell would get stuck in my hair, and I'd hate yeah, it all week. It's just disgusting, man. It's just plain out disgusting. Cigarettes are disgusting. They smell bad. They taste bad. You, if you try, you ever kiss a girl who smoked a cigarette? Oh, it's oh. You know, yeah, it's like I, I had making out of the ashtray. I uh, there was this girl. I was probably, I don't know. I was probably seventeen, and I, I would like make out with her every once in a while, and uh-huh. then like she would smoke cigarettes and then chew this disgusting gum. And just the combination of those two things. Is that all you would do is make out with her when you were 17? Yeah, yeah. Dude, dude I, when I was 17, I was hammering the hole, bro. bro dude, I was a dork, man. I don't know. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> I had, a sm- My son was born by, by the time I was 17, I already had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're smooth as shit, man. You're so smooth. I don't know. I, I, I've always been awkward and dorky, and nobody liked me until I was a grown-up. <laughs> Again, I was a, a young, dumb kid making decisions I shouldn't have made. You know what I mean? Like uh, I brought a, I brought a child in this world that I wasn't financially capable of taking care of. Yeah. And thank God that uh, I had help. You know, from her parent, from her mom and her sister and her, and you know my adopted parents and like, man. And I, I was working too, but you know, kids are expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost uh, that could have been a really bad time I'm, I'm lucky that i was able to raise my son the way i was and he's lucky that he's able to have the upbringing he did because you know it could have been the other way around he could have been just like i was and luke i kind of i kind of only have like two more questions for you all right cool. all right that's what's up all right so um i'm going to eat i haven't eaten yet today i i look at it this way man i look at it like um this this podcast for me is kind of like a time capsule in my life like, right. I've never been as cool with who I am until I've had these conversations with people. I've never been this cool with, like, understanding what life is until yeah, I started Yeah, it helps. This. I mean, t- look, talking to the different people helps. And I don't mean to cut you off, but that's it. You, you, I, I have this conversation with people all the time. Like, I just had one of my close friends shot himself uh, last week. Mm. And, and he had a way better life than I have. But for some reason, he looked up to me and this other guy. Um, you know who Cole Coletti is? I don't know if you know if you're familiar with him, but he's a guy who straight trains like Odell Beckham and stuff. And oh, all okay, stuff. yeah, he's yeah. All, he's trained a bunch of uh, Alvin Kamara. He's the one training, running in the streets, pulling the cars and stuff. Right. So Colt's a buddy of mine, but Colt was his uh, was was his you know close with him. But he idolized me and Colt so much because of what we do. But financially, this guy had a really good job, a really nice house, married, just had his second kid, and it just wasn't the life that he wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he wanted to be, he wanted to do the things we do, and like, and then to me, I'm still, I'm still clawing the surface for to get to what I want and where you know I'm nowhere near where I want. I've done a lot of cool stuff, and I'm fortunate about that. But I'm always on the hustle, and and I'm always grinding, trying to get better and trying to get more opportunities and do this and do that. And I'm like thinking, I said, man, financially and, you know, like on paper, you look at this guy and he's way better off than me and a lot of other people. 
but he still had his demons. Well, you know what I mean? Well, like look at look at Chester Bennington. Look at look at Chris yeah. Cornell. They're the biggest yeah. rock stars in the history. You know what I mean? And you get pulled when you're in that situation. You get pulled so much because everybody wants a piece of you because of who you are. Right. They they not and they'll listen again. It's a good we're putting fucking celebrities on a pedestal for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't give a fuck. You sing. You're a rapper. You're a singer. You're an actor. I don't give a fuck who you're voting for. I don't care what you think about the president. You know what I mean? Like you ain't shit. You're just a good fucking actor. So, so you're good at faking things. You're a fucking good singer. That doesn't make you fucking smart. You know what I mean? Like I. Right. That's the bad thing, bro. It's like they put these guys up there. They put. You know, why does Kim Kardashian have a voice? Well, that's, that's kind of exactly the thing I was about to say. You have to be conscious about the the power that your voice has. Right. And how you use it. So how you, you've you used it, and this is what I love, you you want to show people how to be better, how to be a better right. person, how to, how to improve themselves, how, you know, how to look up to something. And... Uh, I think the the I think it's a Jim Carrey quote where he was like, "I wish everybody could have uh, fame and money, so they know that's not the answer." Because it isn't. Like it's really, like I always say this: there there is a there is a million dollar industry, multi million dollar industry in self help books, and not one self fix book because it's not a thing. You can't just fix it. You got to do the work. Right. You got to continue to work. It's an ever, it's an ever evolving cyclical process. People don't understand that. And look, money. Here's the truth: is money, you know, makes the world go around. Money is the key to a lot of people's problems. If they have it, they wouldn't have the problems they they, they have now. But they would have different problems. Right. You know, uh, I deal with my battles. I have personal battles eternally. That I deal with. I get depressed like everybody else. I do. I don't go advertise it. But, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have the same battles I had for the last 10, 20, 30 years where I was struggling to eat. I didn't know where I was going to sleep at night. I didn't have a car. I didn't have this. I didn't have that. I don't have those struggles no more. I mean, I'm not filthy rich by any means. Mm-hmm. I, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm living and I'm my kids are taken care of and... You know, I got to continue to work consistently for that to happen. Right. And hopefully I want to be well off one day uh, with along with my kids. But I'm working to, towards making that happen. I'm not just shitting in my hand and throwing it at the wall. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that, that could be like, that could be the, the quote of the episode. I'm not just shitting in my hand and throwing it against the wall. I like it. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, but the question I wanted to say was... Only because when I say this is a time capsule, like let's say I have I don't have kids, but let's say I one day I have kids and then they get to the age where they can try to figure out who their dad was and they go back like when they're 15, 16, 17 years old and hear me have these these conversations that are kind of helping me evolve. Like right. that's sort of why I named this podcast that. Because this is me evolving. Why I'm learning stuff, I'm having these conversations with people and I'm I'm getting I'm getting examples. Right. Now, uh, if, let's say, your your youngest son uh-huh. 
gets, you know, 15 years old, 16 years old, and wants to go back and see what his dad was like. And and this and hopped discovered upon this podcast. Because this will exist beyond us. Ideally. Yeah. It'll be some new technology. They, they won't have this technology won't, this will be like DVDs are now. You right, know what I mean? Or right. VHS tapes. So but. what do you want what do you want to say? What do you want to say to your to your maybe uh, fifteen to twenty year old son as I, he I just tell my kids to be a good person, work hard, and and you know prep. Like don't don't look for hands. Like always go after what you want, but you got to go after it. Don't get somebody else to do the work for you. You know when you're the boss, that's different. When if you're a boss, you can get other people to do work. You got to you need done. That's a whole different scenario. But you got to lay the groundwork. You got to put in you know the time, the effort, the money. The, you got to chase what you want. And we're all capable of doing whatever the hell we want. Really, we are. It's just you just have to go after it. And don't let anybody t- deter you from that. If there's something you want to do, you know, be real with yourself. If you can't – look, I know I don't have a voice to be a professional singer. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, I'm not going to be a singer. So, I can't sing, but – I mean, uh, so I think there's something about recognizing delusions in that. Right. That's definitely – yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't, don't be, you know – but I know that – it's like going to the gym. If you're fat, you can lose weight. There's nothing stopping you from losing weight except you. If you're skinny and you want to put on muscle, you can do that. But like, it's always the same excuse from people. You know, oh, well, I got work, I got kids, or I got a thyroid problem, or I got this, or I got that. I just can't do it. No, motherfucker, it's hard. You can do it. You just don't want to do it because it's hard. So... Stop, you know, sitting around waiting for somebody else to do something for you. Stop sitting around thinking there's a miracle or, you know, stop looking for a come up. Stop looking for an easy way out. Start putting in the work. You want the results, put the fucking work in. Magic wands don't exist. Yeah, I tell people that all the time. Look, I can't say I want to be a lawyer, but I don't want to go to med school. I mean, to law school, you know what I mean? Or a doctor and not go to med school. Right. Like, like, it just doesn't happen. I tell people that with the wrestling. If you want to be a wrestler, you need to go to a good wrestling school. You need to train. Or you want to be a bodybuilder, you want to lose weight, you got to put... You need to go to the gym every day, and you need to train. Like, you just can't skip the step. You can't take a steroid and, and get... That's what they think. Right. Oh, God, I'll get some steroids. I'll get jacked up. I'll get a supplement. I'll get jacked up. Supplements help you. Steroids can help you, but they're not going to do the work for you, and they're not going to... You know what I mean? As soon as you're, you know... You're going to lose what you use it for anyway. You know, if you're using that stuff, you're going to lose it anyway. So, like, yeah. start – dude, stop being afraid to put work in. Learn to love work. What I do, and I'll tell my kids this too, I do things that are difficult for me. I do something, and it's difficult. And as I was older, as I was younger, I didn't do this. If something was difficult, I didn't want to do it. As I turned more into an adult and an athlete and – a coach and this and that, I learned if it was difficult, I wasn't good at it and I needed to work harder at it and I needed to do it to win it what, to, to where it was no longer difficult, especially like exercising. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Exercising, doing certain exercises. Man, that's hard. I don't like doing it. Yeah, it's hard, so I'm going to start doing it until it's no longer hard. You know, I'm going to get good at it. 
So, and, I, and that's that's what made me have somewhat of success in life. You know, because I, I say somewhat because I'm not where I want to be. Right. But I mean, I'm also never satisfied. Well, I mean, I I I say I say this, and I mean, you can use this as well. I I uh, I I started saying that if I say I'm content, then the then the tent is here, and I can't escape yeah. it. So. I don't want to say I'm content because I'm never content. That doesn't the the, the it, it creates a little spike and that's where the roof is like on the content, and I don't want right. that. Right. Right. Uh, but I also don't focus. I also normally instead of saying the things I don't want, say the things that I do want. Right. And just that little shift, just that little shift, can change a day, a week, a month, like your life. Instead of saying like, "Oh, I don't want that," I want instead of just 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 consciously rework this sentence and and throw, "I want this." And not to go and set goals. Right. Set goals. Start making those steps to get to those goals, and then when you get to that goal, cross it off and put another goal. In. You know what I mean? Like there's there's steps to the game, man. So uh, the only this is kind of how I wrap up. Um, I usually I should say. Okay, this pod. Let's say this podcast isn't mine anymore, and I've done this many episodes only to pass it on to you. And it's now evolving with Luke Hawks, and you have the the show. And this was the pilot episode to your new podcast. And how would you, how would you wrap it up like a Jerry Springer's final thought to sort of like make people understand like what the show is going to be from now on, based on this first episode. I don't know. I never thought about that. You asking me these questions. You throwing these curveballs in. I, I, I mean, I, I, my my thing I would stick to is just working hard and, and you know positive influence and moving forward. You know, uh, I, I I I believe in realistic uh, conversations, and I believe in telling people when you suck, you suck, mm-hmm. and you're bad, you're bad. I don't think you really need a lot of positive enforcement in life. And by maybe it's reinforcement. Maybe I, whereas like if you're doing a good job, I don't need to tell you you're doing a good job. Every now and then it's cool, but you know I don't need to tell you how great you are every day. But I had, I had a conversation you, with uh, my friend Steve here the other day on this podcast, and he said there's there's two kinds of people: people who need a pat on the back and people who need a kick in the ass. Or some, something yeah. like that. And, and I was like, all right. I, I, I mean, I get it. But this feels like it's sort of, it, 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 it uh, well, moves in that same circle. Yeah, I just, look, I believe in telling, like, when I tell guys at wrestling practice that they, you know, some of them get hurt. Well, you never, you never tell us how good we're doing. You never, well, I don't need to tell you when you're doing good. If, you know, you're doing, you're doing it right, then I'm not going to tell you anything. Right. That's what you're supposed to be doing. I'm gonna tell you when you're doing it bad. Why are you getting upset that I tell you that you're doing it bad and that it sucks? That it looks like shit. You want me to not tell you it looks like shit because then you're never gonna fix it. Mm-hmm. Well, I felt it looked good. Well, what you feel is wrong. It looks like shit. I'm telling you, it looks like shit. You know what I mean? So you just you're, you're getting butt hurt that that you thought you did something well and you didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, it's just like, again, I'll, I'll relate it to going to the gym. You go to the gym for a month. You feel better about yourself, right? But 
you still, people need to be realistic and go, hey, you need to kick it up more. Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you're not working hard. You're working harder than you're used to working because you never do this. But if you want real change, you got to do more than this. This is like getting your feet wet. You're just getting your feet wet. You need to step it up. You need to put, you know what I mean? Go to the next. You're evolving, right? We're evolving. So you need to go to the next step in the evolution, Yeah. which is picking up your workouts and maybe, you know, fixing your diet or doing this or doing whatever it is. You know, instead of coming in and doing this machine, this machine, and this machine, now you need to add two more machines into that. Mm. Like, that's the game, bro. You know, uh, if I was going to leave with somebody with something, I would say probably two things. I would say don't do what you're supposed to do. I mean, don't do what you're supposed to do. Do more than you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Because that always makes it. Yeah. It just it makes it better. It makes it even. I mean, it makes it easier as, yeah. as you get, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, do Scott Hall told me this. Don't do the right thing. And this goes back to what I just said. Don't, you know, don't do what you're supposed to do more. Do more than you're supposed to do. Don't do the right thing. Do the next right thing. Mm. You know, go above and beyond. Because then who can say anything bad about you? If you're always doing, going above and beyond for somebody, and it could take, it might take 10 seconds extra. Mm. You know, like it might take 10 seconds extra to do something a little special. When you hold a door for somebody, you smile at somebody, you say hello. Bro, I smile at everybody. Unless you give me a reason to fucking, you know what I mean, be an asshole. But I'm nice to everybody. You wouldn't believe how many people get mad because, I mean, it's better. More people are friendlier with you because of it. But you wouldn't believe how many other people get mad at you because you're just happy. And they're like, why are you so happy? What the fuck do you have? Why are you smiling? What, you know? Think you're better than me? Yeah. Bro, I got in a fight with the dude at the gym not too long ago. Uh, he, he just mean mugging all the time. Mean mugging. And he, like, he wants a problem. And he, like, comes in my space. And I'm nice to everybody. And I, I have no problems with anybody usually there. And this one dude would have always have a problem. Always. So, and he would purposely work out around me. And he was, and I knew it was just because I was smiling. He was just, he's an angry person. He's just an angry person. So, I'm there with my kid. And we're working out and having a good time. My kid's usually with me a lot. And he comes, the gym's empty. He picks the machine across from me where he has to stare me straight in the face. I mean, like, we're basically five feet away from each other, eye to eye, and he's just mean mugging me the whole time, like, purposely mean mugging me. So I just finally said, I said, you got a fucking problem? And uh, he said, what? I said, you heard me. You got a fucking problem. You keep looking at me like you got a problem. I'm sitting over here smiling, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, you sitting over here looking at me like you want to fight. He goes, I'm just angry. I said... All right, well, be angry then, motherfucker. Like, if you got, if you, if you, you know, take your anger out somewhere else. Like, don't sit over here. I, but I just had to give him that option. If you have a problem with me smiling so much and you want to do something about it, here I am, motherfucker. Do right. something about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm a, bro, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I try to be nice to everybody and I try, but I will, I look, I will turn it on like a light switch. And I tell you, go fuck yourself, and I will stand. I'll go, I'm ready to go at any time. You know what I mean? I'm always ready to go. So I could be sitting here having a conversation with you, and a motherfucker can walk through the door right now, and we can throw hands, and I can sit right back down and go back to this conversation with you. But that's just, 
You know what I mean? I guess that's part of my lifestyle. So, and I, and I don't, but I, I don't go look for things like that. I'd rather be the positive person. I'd rather be smiling. I'd rather, you know. There's a lot of shitty people in this world, man. You can't let shitty people, uh, you know, take you off your path. So. So, uh, <laughs> with that sort of being said, I kind of want to, I kind of want to extend some sort of. Uh, Invite for resources. So if you if you need anything from me at all ever, if you if you need to talk to somebody, if you ever need, you know, anything, hit me up. You come to Philly, dude. I want you to come hang out. Yeah. Well, next time I come up, we'll get together for sure. We'll make. We'll, I'll make sure we, it happens. We'll do one of these in person. It'll be different. Yeah. It'll be a little bit different, but it'll be fun. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll drink to not get drunk, just to be social. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, that's not your deal. I, I drink to get drunk, bro. Uh, I'm not a social drinker. <laughs> well, maybe we'll hit the weights or something. We'll. Uh, yeah, hey, I always hit the weights when I'm up there. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. All right, man. Um, thanks for thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'm glad. You know, I feel like a lot of these times, like this is the, most of the time, I don't even have this long of conversations with most people I know. So every time I have one of these conversations, I go like. Wow, I just made a friend. So I'm well, glad yeah, that I am your friend now. Yeah, it's e- it's e- it's easy to do because you you know, we sit here and we can have a intelligent conversation about not just wrestling but about life and you know, how do you feel on things, how do I feel on things and nobody's saying you're a piece of shit or you're a piece of shit or oh, you like this guy, screw you. You know, it's like you like what you like, I like what I like, you ain't hurt nobody, I ain't hurt nobody. Hey, let's hang out. You know what I mean? Look, Luke. People, people don't think like that, though. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful you took this time to hang with me. Yeah, th- thanks for having me. Thanks Just, for staying on me about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it took so long to come on. No problem, man. No problem. We'll get. Okay. You know, we'll get. Next time you come to Philly, just hit me up, call me, text me, whatever. I will we'll do it. Thanks a lot, man. Take no care. Problem. Be- Bye. Later. So that was episode number 102 with Luke Hawks. And if you've never listened to this podcast before and this was your first episode and you enjoyed it, uh, there's 101 other episodes on Spotify or iTunes, Spreaker, wherever you find podcasts. And if you have anything you want to say to me, the the same thing I just said to Luke. That goes for anybody and everybody. If you want to reach out to somebody, I'm not hard to get a hold of. You need just somebody. You need some sort of resource. You need some sort of like conversation that's judgment free. Hit me up. Hit me up. I have no problems talking to you. Um, once again, guys, uh, really appreciate you uh, taking the time to hang with me. And uh, you know, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, that's great. Uh, if you want to tell your friends about it, even better. Um, and, uh, you know, just, uh, keep on doing the work guys, keep on figuring it out and, uh, you know, document your journey perhaps and, uh, share it with the world and keep evolving. Thank you.